0: There is perhaps no greater thrill than setting out on your own, not for all, but for many. It's uh, one's first taste of freedom, your first apartment perhaps, a place to call yours, a place to furnish, a place to uh, try and fill a fridge, put up stuff that's yours, etc. Cook, maybe. But with freedom comes responsibility, of course, and that can be a challenge. Tonight we were talking about some of the things you wish you had known before you moved out. Um, mine was budgeting the bills, like just getting bills, you forgot, you know, you'd sort of budget properly and then you'd get another bill. And it just, I don't think growing up, you ever realized just how much money goes out the door on things that aren't any fun or just that, you know, things that you have to spend money on hot water, heat, insurance, all the usual stuff. Uh, but other sets of interesting things about cooking, wanting to learn how to cook, uh, and so forth, which makes sense too. Well, these days, uh, it turns out that, uh, A survey of recent US college grads found that 81% of them wished they were taught more life skills before they graduated. 81%. That's a lot of people. I guess they don't teach these things in school. They certainly didn't when I was at university, uh, but they don't teach them. um, Enough of it, anyway. And of course, where there's demand, there's inevitably supply. So now there are lots of resources online, like courses and websites and so on, all about learning the art of, as I mentioned earlier, Adulting. I still don't know when that word came into existence, but it's all about learning how to adult, so to speak, or be an adult, if better yet. Uh, joining me now is Alyssa Mayrance. She's founder of the online platform and e-course "Adulting in the Real World." Thanks for your time.
1: Yeah, Ben, I'm really looking forward. Thank you for your time as well.
0: I, I guess the, the the name says it all: adulting in the real world. It has some connotations there, but uh, it's tough. I mean, I remember back when I graduated, this you you have to so much to learn um about how to take care of yourself budgeting planning etc cetera, etc cetera. uh what are some of the big challenges that you see these days that uh that that younger folks really need to pick up quick
1: yeah um you know you mentioned budgeting that's a huge one i think a lot of people come into adulthood not really understanding money management or or knowing what to do or how to live financially I- independently in general also independent living finding a place to live, how do you set up your apartment or house, what are the things you need to consider, what kind of inventory do you need to keep into your house, um, you know, and all this stuff maybe your parents used to do for you, keeping up with life, like scheduling your own doctor's appointments, um, taking care of your car, that maybe your parents were, were doing that for you. I know until I was an adult, my dad always told me, Alyssa, go get your oil change, and now I have to figure out how to remember right. that for myself. Um, you know, so there are a lot of factors that, you know, even if you were a pretty independent teenager, when you come to adulthood, there's a lot of nuances that come up.
0: Yeah, I I, I remember I, I must have been, you know, through my 20s. I don't know how often I went to the dentist, but, you know, eventually you're like, oh, yeah, I have to do that myself now. Right. Uh, right, uh, right. Or, da- or dad, can, can you book me into yours? And budgeting these days, I mean, inflation's so high, the price of everything has gotten so high. I imagine budgeting now is even more important than ever.
1: Definitely. It's a, it's a huge hot topic because there's also a lot of information out there and it's hard when you don't even know where to start, how to condense it. And so that's one of the things I really talk about a lot in the adulting in the real world course. How can you figure out how to budget for yourself, you know, rather than just looking at what works for other people?
0: yeah how do you do that because you know everyone's circumstances are different depending on how much disposable income they have how much credit they have for instance you don't want to go ruining that either at a young age right. that's a big mistake <laughs> lots of young folks make is sort of ruining a very low limit credit card and then having to dig out of that for years
1: mhm yeah i mean the basics are essentially know what your income is and one of the biggest things that i think trips people up is gross versus net income, right? So everyone's like, I get X salary per year, but they forget about the things that come out of a paycheck related to taxes and other type of stuff that, you know, the government might mandate. And so knowing what you're actually bringing home as your net, so that's what is going in your bank account is really important so that you know what income you're actually working with. And then you wanna look at your expenses um, and something that I think trips a lot of people up and why, Some of these rigid budgeting systems don't work is you have to make sure you give buffer room. If you put every dollar allocated somewhere every month and you don't have time for fun, you don't have buffer space, you're going to end up getting yourself into trouble.
0: And saving for a rainy day, too. I remember that was one of the big Mm -hmm. lessons I learned young. I think maybe it was the first time I ever realized I actually owed money on my taxes because I'd been working a couple of different jobs and not enough was being deducted. So when tax time came, there was a bit of a nasty surprise. I don't think it was a ton of money, but for me, it was a ton of money back then.
1: Yeah, definitely. Those surprises really can stress someone out and that saving is important. And so what I also often recommend to people is you can figure out how to meet your expenses, start paying back debt, but also save money, right? Because another key is knowing how fast you really do have to pay your debt back versus what buffer room you can give yourself just so you're more financially stable, even while you're trying to pay all that off.
0: How about credit these days? Because clearly, uh, you know, in Canada, the mortgage the mortgage stress tests are getting pretty severe because interest rates are going up so much. You really want to have as you want to emerge from your younger years with your credit as intact as humanly possible. How do you make sure you do that? Because it's so tempting. I remember, I remember even at university, they'd give you credit cards, right?
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, um it's really important I think to to get a credit card from a young age but don't jump the gun to any credit card. You want to really look at all the different nuances because you want to make sure that you don't end up you know having these really high interest rates if you can't pay your credit card off or you know they have special student cards um at least here in in the US and um It can be really helpful to go with those cards because they're made for people who don't really have credit yet and who want to build that and maybe are putting minimal expenses on a credit card.
0: How do you make sure that you're building a credit rating as you're going through? Because I know there's ways that that works and ways that it doesn't.
1: So first off, um, building credit, you know, starting with a credit card, having a bank account. um, Student loans are actually a really helpful way to build credit, because when you have a loan and show that you can start paying it back, that builds it. And, you know, parents or um, an adult support system or caregiver can really be helpful here, because if a parent um, starts to maybe put their child, their teen as a um, co-leaser, on a, on a car lease that can really help start building credit because it's going under their name uh, putting them also as a co-signer on a credit card that can be really helpful and you know they don't have to be involved at all with the finances of it they don't even have to have access to to the bill part so you don't want to mess with that but it's you know you as the adult are taking care of everything but you're helping your child uh, build some credit for when they're older
0: One of the ones that's probably come up more now with the cost of food going up so fast, including takeout and restaurants and so on, is just learning how to cook. Uh, Cooking basics can be so important. I basically taught myself and it wasn't pretty. Um, No fault to my parents. I just wasn't around. You know, I didn't take the time to actually watch and learn. Um, But learning how to cook for yourself is probably a big money saver these days.
1: Huge money saver. Yeah, groceries are really expensive, or I know in, in New York City, these like, Uh, pre-packaged like raw food to cook for yourself are really popular so it makes it easier in terms of prep but they're very expensive and so cooking really can be a money saver and you don't have to be this fancy chef or even have any kitchen skills to really get started. Um, In the adulting in the real world course we actually have some uh, vignette tutorials going over some basics so just knowing how to make pasta um, is really key. I grew up in a kitchen. So learning that not everyone has these basics has really helped me figure out what do I want to help people learn, um, learning how to maybe make some chicken, eggs, um, and thinking about how you can also utilize things that don't need much prep time, like, you know, having cereal, or, um, you know, different kind of salads
0: just being able to store the stuff too. I mean, not wasting food. I remember at that age, you sort of, you go to the grocery store and you don't really know what to buy. So you buy a bit of everything and then you realize you you don't need most of it. That was always a big challenge when I was young as well.
1: Yeah. Something I say a lot, because I've learned this a lot from experience is buy food for how you actually eat, not how you want to eat. So fruits and vegetables are some of the most common things that go in the trash because people are like, Well, I want to eat more fruit, I want to eat more vegetables, and in wanting to do that, you stock up, but then you don't actually eat all of it. So it's better to really look at, okay, how am I realistically eating? And if there's something you want to work on, buy it in a very small amount to get yourself oriented to that and only start really investing in that when you feel like it's part of your daily eating habit.
0: Yeah, lettuce becomes a bit of a exercise in watching it go bad in the fridge, right? that was yes. always, That <laughs> way, lettuce particularly for some reason. Uh, you, you've been running this for a bit. What, what are some of the more interesting questions that you get? I think sometimes as people age out of their early adulting phase and become the flawed adults that they may always be, um, that we forget what it's like to move into that phase of life. And what are some of the more interesting stuff that you've been hearing, especially these days, because, you know, every generation has different challenges?
1: Yeah. So something that I find, you know, very interesting, just because I grew up in a a different time as a millennial, but um, younger generations asking about how to write checks, or uh, make phone calls, they're not used to that, yet sometimes it's still um, applicable.
0: Yeah, I guess, yeah, checks for (laughs) checks, for sure, phone calls, no doubt, but how do you teach someone how to make a phone call?
1: So there, you know, you give basics of how do you be prepared for this phone call. What information do you need to have ready? Be prepared for a voicemail or a live answer. Um, Because I think when someone's not really used to making a phone call, they get very tripped up if um, they hit a voicemail, but they expected a live answer or vice versa. And so just having a general script, but not to the T because if someone gives you a response that you weren't expecting, then you get thrown off as well. Um, just setting up that foundation can be really helpful.
0: Yeah, some of those analog things like phone calls and check writing and so on. Mm. And and what uh, I imagine that there is a lot of, um, I mean, the very fact that you have this course and that it's out there and that people sign up for it does teach, show you something about a generation that's eager to learn too, though.
1: Definitely. Um Yeah, I I think about that a lot. I'm not sure if my generation was less eager to learn, but, you know, I still have friends where where I'm in my mid thirties who, who asked me the same kind of questions because I had to figure this out because of my own professional situation and things that I had to learn. And so teaching it to older adults, like in my generation, not just the young adults who are new to adulthood has been an interesting um, reflection because I don't know what was going on that we, we cared less, Maybe. We were more dependent on parents still. Maybe we were able to finagle things a little differently. I don't really have the answers yet, but it's something I think about a lot.
0: I wonder, I think I, I just wandered into it blindly. You know, you learned how to write a check because although that being said, there were fewer things to navigate, I think, back then, like opening a bank account was pretty straightforward. It wasn't much different from how your parents had, you know, ATMs were relatively new. They weren't new, but they were relatively new. Um, you know, you'd learned how to write a check because you probably had a paycheck that you had to cash. So as we've gone and move, moved ahead and things have become so automated, I imagine there are some of those skills that just are, are hard to pick up because maybe you've never had to do it before until... The day comes that you have to.
1: Yeah. And I think that really also connects to the phone call bit because um it is a more nuanced experience, but sometimes things are not as effective in the digital age yet. The people that are so used to it um struggle when they can't get everything done on the, you know, online bank account or whatever the digital platform is. So I think that's a good um balance that I see and you know, in millennials that are still learning this stuff, they need more of the digital education and In the younger generation, they need more of a how can you not rely so much on your digital stuff because it's, you know, sometimes could be flaky and sometimes you need to figure things out outside of technology.
0: Sometimes you need to talk to a person, if ever you can. Uh, Any parting advice then, Elisa, for for, for those preparing to adult, so to speak? (laughs)
1: I think the best thing I can say is, you know, know that you're not alone. It is a stressful time. But remember, it's also an exciting time as you really have your life ahead of you. You're making exciting decisions about what you want your life to look like and your career. And know that there are resources like adulting in the real world out there that can help you learn things in a very easy, digestible manner. Um, and I you know, hope people will get value out of it.
0: Yeah, and I recommend that everyone make the mistake of cooking too much rice at least once in their lives. It is a yes. rite of pa- <laughs> it is a rite of passage. It shall always be, uh, Elisa. Thank you so much for your time.
1: Yes, thank you. This is great. Nine one one. Nine
0: one one. What's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship. Ah, there was an explosion. Oh my God! The ship is sinking. I can't get out.
1: There's water everywhere. We're going down. I've got a lock on your location. Stay with me. Hurry! hurry.